Welcome to Bio, a podcast produced by the Biographers International Organization. Bio is devoted to promoting the work of biographers and advocating for biography as a genre with the support of biographers and biography lovers worldwide. I'm Bio member Lisa Napoli in Los Angeles. On each episode, we'll talk with a biographer about his or her work. One of the most notorious criminals of all time is the pirate Captain Kidd, executed in 1701. His wife, Sarah, took the secret of his vast hidden treasure to her grave in 1744. Dr. Daphne Palmer Johnacopoulos tells her story in her book, The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd, published by Hanover Square Press. Let us start by talking about what it is about Pirates and Pirates' Wives. This is your second book about the subject. So how did you come to be so fascinated by it? (laughs) Well, I kind of fell into this by accident. Um, I was commissioned by the New York Times to write a freelance piece for their museum special section in 2002. And before that, I didn't know anything about pirates. I really thought that they might have a peg leg, like in the in the book <laughs> Treasure Island, or that they looked like that handsome Errol Flynn in the movie Captain Blood, or that they walked and talked like uh, like Johnny Depp in uh. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean movies. But once I started the research on this, it was for the Witta Pirate Museum in Provincetown, Massachusetts, which is at the very tip of Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. And this museum holds over 200,000 artifacts from a pirate ship that crashed in 1717 off the coast of Cape Cod. And it went down during a fierce nor'easter. And it was looking at those artifacts that were recovered from the pirate ship. Um, There was a teapot with a shoulder blade in it. There were cufflinks and silver coins and medical instruments and navigation instruments. And it was cutlery. I mean, it, it just made me realize that these were ordinary men and that they had lives and connections on land. And the pirate captain, his name was Samuel Bellamy, um, had a love interest named Maria Hallett, legend tells us, who lived on Cape Cod. And then even though she remains a legend and Captain Samuel Bellamy is a historical figure, well-documented, I realized that pirates had families and communities on land, which I had never thought about. Yeah. So it was in the course of writing my dissertation for Georgetown, um, which I turned into my first book, The Pirate Next Door, The Untold Story of 18th Century Pirates, Wives, and Families and Communities, that I discovered Sarah. I discovered Sarah Kidd in the chapter on writing Captain Kidd. And I was just mesmerized by all the details that I learned about her. And I realized that she was worth a much deeper look and her own book. As the wives of notorious or famous men sometimes are, you had to stitch together the story with no papers, which is so amazing to me. How did you do that? Well, there were papers. Um, 
how I pieced it together is Sarah lived a very long life. She lived to be 74 years old and she was widowed four times. Captain Kidd was her third husband who she married when she was 21. She left documents of her life and she also happened to be married her third husband of one of the most notorious pirates in history. So there was a great deal of information on him. But I had to use a variety of sources because women in the 17th and 18th century, as you may know, left very little record of their affairs. And most women, including Sarah, were uh, illiterate because men owned all the property and they exercised most of the legal rights at the time. So what I did was I read a lot of the contextual history of pirates and of the time period to learn the political, economic, and cultural events that shaped Sarah's life. And I was able to find important primary sources that Sarah left. She left a number of petitions. She left marriage licenses, inventories, and her last will and testament. And many of these ancient sources that I relied on were were handwritten, so I had to transcribe them, which took me months to make them easier to work with. Mm. Then how I pieced her life together was I visited archives in the places that Sarah and Captain Kidd had been. And those were in New York, Boston, and Block Island, Rhode Island. And I walked the land where she had walked. I also found a lot of great resources at the National Archives in London among the Admiralty Papers and in the manuscripts room at the Library of Congress. But Captain Kidd also recorded statements that really were very uh, telling and indicative of their relationship. So I was able to piece it all together. It was like putting together a 10,000-piece puzzle. Oh, yes. And how long did that take you? I mean, you had done some work about her for the previous book, your thesis, but what was the process like? To focus just on Sarah, it was more than three years of research and two years of writing. So my process of writing is that I collected all my research and I uh, set up a timeline of the story, which began in 1684, when she arrived in New York with her father and two brothers, and took it until her death in 1744. And then I was really able to see the details in the arc of her life. And then I divided it into chapters. And then to keep organized, I set a notebook for each chapter. Mm-hmm. And I just worked my way through each chapter by chapter. I often found I needed to go back and do more research to fill in the holes of things I didn't understand or things that I knew my editor would be asking about. <laughs> and then I often reorganize my chapters. And the main part that was really tedious was that I ended up with over 500 footnotes and I had to really maintain clear documentation of my sources so that I could attribute them appropriately. So that's how I did it. I just, it was just a mammoth piece of data and understanding of all the events that affected her life. And you didn't have one repository to draw on, as some people do, especially with literary figures. There were so many different repositories, many of which you probably didn't know about until you started the dogged process of the research. 
That's exactly right, Lisa. That's exactly right. Because when I realized where she, as the story unfolded and the story of her with Captain Kidd was very dramatic and very fast paced. And when I realized where they had been and where he had been, um, then I was able to go there and interview people and meet with historians and archivists and dig up documents that I was able to piece together for her. And in the process of your research, you even made a discovery beyond all the other discoveries you've made in this book that you've written about her grave. Yes. Can you talk about that? That was a remarkable thing to read about as well as the unfound fortune of Captain Kidd. But tell us about the grave first. Um, Captain Kidd helped build Trinity Church on Wall Street in Manhattan. He donated the block and tackle from his ship. He was a merchant uh, sea captain before he set out on his privateering voyage for the King of England. So he loaned the block and tackle from his ship called the Antigua. And that was to lift those big, heavy stones that was used to make Trinity Church. And he rented, because in those days they rented, a pew for Sarah. She was very, very spiritual. She was uh, a very strong Anglican, and that was her spiritual home. And even after Captain Kidd was executed, she continued to make Trinity Church her spiritual home. And her descendants did too, into about 1800, there's records of the family there. And in her fourth marriage, after Captain Kidd died, she mourned him for two years. And then she did what any colonial woman would do in order to to survive. She married again. And Christopher Rousby was an East Jersey merchant. And they had a very successful 25-year marriage. And she had three sons with him. One of her sons is buried in Trinity Church Graveyard. And she died four months before he did. Mm. And interestingly enough, I believe she's buried right next to him, which is what the archivist that I interviewed told me she would be. But the reason there's absolutely not 100% confirmation is that her headstone, which was made out of sandstone, deteriorated so much that you can't read the writing But curiously enough, her son, who was buried four months later, and his headstone is made out of the same material, is very easy to read. So it it adds to the mystery of her being lost in history. But there is no question that she would be buried there, according to all the research that I have and the archivist that I've interviewed. But the fortune remains unfound. Yeah. Yes. People continue to dig for it. Um, I got a call from a movie producer who said, can you just tell me where it is? <laughs> <laughs> and you said, if I knew. <laughs> if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. But no, I, I just said, geez, you know, uh, there's no evidence of where it is because Sarah would not have had access to it or she wouldn't it would have been very evident if she did have access to it because she was so outcast and destitute when she 
was the wife of an accused pirate. When Captain Kidd was executed, she was banished and thrown out of her house. Everything she owned was confiscated, and she was left with just her two daughters. There's no way that she could have accessed his stolen treasure because it would have been evident that she all of a sudden was made wealthy. So um, we don't know where it is. There's no records left of where it is. She knew, though, because Captain Kidd would have told her they were extremely close and he uh, relied on her for her strong judgment and street smarts. So she knew everything and she did spend time on his pirate ship with him and she handled some of the stolen treasure and packaged it up and shipped it off on other ships that were hovering around where they were on Gardner's Island to hide it. So she knew where it went and she knew that he buried some on Gardner's Island, which was later uh, dug up again because the governor of New York and Massachusetts, Lord Belmont, learned that Captain Kidd had buried some treasure on Gardner's Island and sent a messenger to go have it dug up. And it was retrieved and sent back to Boston and eventually went back to London with Captain Kidd. And it became part of uh, Greenwich Hospital. Wow. Having written two books about a period of time that's not easy to sleuth out, does it make you want to do that again? Or does it make you want to look to more contemporary times. I'm curious because I'm just hearing you talk about digging through these handwritten documents sounds so daunting. Well, it's daunting, but it's so exciting. For example, I, I transcribed 250 documents that I got from the Admiralty Papers in London. And these were letters and cargo lists and inventories that had been in the pirate's mailbag. Mm. And the pirate ship carried the pirate's mailbag, and that had been seized by a British privateer. And those letters and documents were put in the National Archives in the Admiralty Papers 300 years ago. And just seeing those, I had to learn how to speak Old English (laughs) and, and transcribe 17th century documents. But it's fascinating. It's just fascinating. So to answer your question... I briefly thought of going to more contemporary story ideas, but all my readers keep saying, we want more, we want more. So I don't know. I I have a story idea for my next book uh, that I'm kind of flushing out, which is more historical digging. Mm -hmm. I will always write about women lost in history always. Mm-hmm. And um, the 17th and 18th century is is really rich with women lost in history because they couldn't write. So they didn't uh, bless us with diaries, but they did bless us with lots of documents that, that can piece their lives together as Sarah did. Yes. And it, it does feel like you've tapped into a world that there's such a hunger to understand and you're you're the conduit rooting out that hidden treasure. So it's great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. It's it's really, um, it's very rewarding to bring her to light because it really reveals a world that we don't know anything about. We all think that pirates are monsters and one-dimensional figures that are sociopaths. And in this story, 
it's very evident that Captain Kidd is a three-dimensional figure. He is a man who, yes, he's a pirate, but he doesn't have a black heart. And he loved his wife, Sarah, very, very much, enough to risk his life to go from the Indian Ocean back to New York and arrange a secret rendezvous with her on Block Island with their children. Um, he didn't have to do that. Other men may not have chosen that route, but he was very devoted. And so it's very rewarding to shed new light on this secret subculture that we have for 300 years never known anything about. Oh, yes. It's so exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I hope it gets optioned. It seems like such a natural. Well, I would love for it to get optioned. <laughs> yes. We who write books know that the real money is in the, the celluloid world, right? Or whatever we call it these days. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, that would be exciting. I, it turned out to be, as I was rereading it, I it, it seemed to be quite cinematic. So yeah. um, it, it's an action story. So we'll um, keep our fingers crossed. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad to make your acquaintance. I hope I didn't leave out too much. I just love to do, you know, these, these are so great as you, as you know, from listening to them, I hope they're great for people who've never done this before or who have, and just need some motivation. So I always find the stories of how the books came to be so incredibly important to understand, you know, the making of so. Oh, I agree. And I have listened to the bio podcast for just for that reason. I admire all the authors that are members of bio and I want to know how they do their work. Right. You And even though it may not be a subject that has anything to do with yours, it's always something that's instructive, like you've described. And the detail and laboriousness of transcribing any sort of document, I think really makes somebody, uh, helps somebody who's maybe slogging through and feels like there's no end. So... Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but there is an end and there's so many exciting points and parts. Let me just tell you one that really is the most exciting thing that happened to me when finding Sarah. Um, I was at the Massachusetts State Archives looking for documents about Captain Kidd. And I realized that there was a petition there from Sarah Kidd, but I didn't really have her name at that point. I knew she existed the governor of New York had mentioned, alluded to the fact that Captain Kidd had a wife and said that he might be available for a privateering voyage if his wife would let him. And that's when I thought, who is this woman? I need to know who she is. She's so influential. I have to know who she is. So um, I went to the Massachusetts State Archives to find information about him, and I found this petition about her. And this petition is dated 1699. When I asked the archivist if I could see it, he said, well, you need to have clearance, and it's going to take a few days. And I said, I'm only here for a few hours. I'm at, from out of town. I live in Washington, D.C. area, and I'm here in Boston for only a few hours. He was so kind and helped me and expedited things. And before you knew it, I had this folder with this petition in it, and he just saw that I was just starstruck at looking at this original document. And he said, you can touch where her initials are. <laughs> 
just for a second. (laughs) So she couldn't write. She could only scratch her initials SK. But for that one second that I, he let me touch it, I could feel how strong that quill pen dug into the parchment. Mm. And I thought, who are you, Sarah kid? I have to know. So that's what really started me. Uh, just really, I had to know who this fabulous woman was. Oh, I love that story. That's so great. That's fantastic. And what a wonderful, wonderful archivist that was. Oh, oh, so kind, so kind. And he was, I think he got a big kick out of seeing my <laughs> eyes as big as golf balls, just looking at this document. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yes. I hope he loves reading your book. It's super. That's great. (laughs) Thank you. Stories like that. That's what keep us going, right? Exactly. Well, I am so happy to make your acquaintance. Congratulations. And I look forward to seeing what you do next. Thank you so much, Lisa. Dr. Daphne Palmer Johnacopoulos is the author of The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd, published by Hanover Square Press. To learn more about bio or to hear other episodes in our podcast series, please visit our website, biographersinternational.org. I'm bio member Lisa Napoli in Los Angeles, California. Alani Hodge created our theme music. Until next time, thanks so much for listening.